for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Episode 350, I just looked it up, uh, 358 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy, back at it again, talking about Star Wars. Man, there is something that I cannot wait to play on this show. That's a little Uh-oh. That's a little sizzle for something that's coming up. I am so excited to listen to it with you. Um, we're going to do that at some point so <laughs> um hey we're gonna talk about star wars there's some stuff to talk about this week i mean is it major no are we gonna fucking you know dick around and figure out how to make it at least somewhat entertaining probably yeah you know probably um before we get into that all though you know follow us on twitter twitch and instagram at blue harvest pod and if you really enjoy the show, check out the Blue Harvest Patreon, where when you sign up, you get access to our exclusive. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> oh shit. Technical difficulties. Don't you do hey, it. Hey, Halls was shaking. Uh, uh, not much. Um, okay. Shake and bake. Uh, uh, what, is, what was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, Blue Harvest Patreon, where you get access to all of our exclusive shows. I just posted a brand new Oh No It's Hall solo where I got to say, buddy, the patrons brought the fucking heat with the questions and topics for the episode this Did time. Did they? Oof, some good stuff. Some good stuff. Um, my responses, yeah, you know, middling at best. I don't know. But the questions, the topics, real good. Real good. Um, and for all of our Cooking with Will super fans, of which there are many, I've talked to our buddy Will here about getting one of those ready for us soon. So we're going right. to do that. Uh, and, and then other stuff. Other stuff's coming. And then, you know, eventually we'll be in Andor territory and I will be fucking being like, oh, that was a really good episode all by myself and shit. Um, <laughs> so if you're interested, patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. There's, there's tons of shit on there as it is. Um, so, buddy, how's your week been? 
It's been good. Uh, it's been crazy, just hot, trying to keep the summer fun for the kids. Mm-hmm. Took them to the drive-thru zoo today at the Buffalo Park. Oh. And we fed some animals from out the window of the car. Hell yeah. What what kind what kind of animals? Uh your your drive beefalo. Yep. Um some zebra, some mm-hmm. buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um there's a cow. There was a longhorn cow. There was a bull. Maybe it wasn't a bull. Maybe that was another water buffalo. There were llamas and emus. And I love a goddamn llama. Yeah, they were. And what's funny is that they're the last stop, so they're probably the hungriest. Like, you know, I had to. One of the one of the buffalo came up, and I had to wrestle the food bucket away back away from him. He wanted to take the whole bucket and dump it out on the ground for himself, and uh, I wasn't having that, so I had to wrestle the bucket back away from him. But uh, and then I didn't have a whole bunch by the time I got to the llamas. Poor llamas were standing in front of the truck. They were like, "Don't go. You can't go anywhere without feeding us." I was like, "Bro, I got a handful left at this point. I'm sorry. I should have saved more for you guys, but th- those guys are assholes." <laughs> Look at you, dis- disappointing the llamas. See, I'd be saving. I'd be saving for the llamas because they're one of my favorites. See, now that I know, I will next time. Ah. But- See, now you know. No you one's know. half the now battle you know. or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a baby zebra. Oh, I bet you he that was, was very cute. He was brown. Like his stripes were like brownish red. They had not blackened yet. That's cool. I like it a was good, cool. I like a good uh, drive-through zoo, you know? I mm-hmm. wish it was like a, a drive-through zoo. You know what I mean? Fucking giraffes and tigers yeah, and shit. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rhino. Throwing a slab of elephant. steak from your window to yeah. the yeah. fucking lion. Yeah. Shit. Oh, buddy, I would be stoked. You know, I'd be petting him. They'd be like, mm-hmm. there goes another hand. <laughs> Add another one It'd to the scoreboard. It would be like, uh, we used to watch Big Cat Diaries before work. And uh, those those cheetahs or whatever would come and sit on the, on the Jeep or like sit on top with the sunroof and stuff. I was like, man, Hawes would love that. Just pull up out there and let the cats, big cats, just lounge all over your Jeep or whatever. Yeah, I've seen people. KK. KK, oh my God, KK. Oh man, Big Cat Diary. There was a time in mine and Will's life when he was my roommate when uh, we would get up every morning and while I was getting ready for work, we would watch Big Cat Diary on Animal Planet. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the early morning jam before I opened up the Italian restaurant. Watch a little Big Cat Diaries and then go into work and make Alfredo sauce. Asabuco. <laughs> mm, Asabuco. What a fucking dish. What a what a name for a dish. Like mm-hmm. somebody says, oh, you, I'm going to invite you over for Asabuco. You know it's about to go down. What is Asabuco, mm-hmm. Will? It is, uh, ooh, it's been a long time since I have cooked it. But if I remember right, it's basically... I think it's a lamb shank, like a mm-hmm. like a like a big one with the bone in mm-hmm. that you. Um, if I remember, you know, it's been years, but I think we seared it and then braised it. Uh, so it was, I guess it was braised, seared and braised, lamb shank bone in, and then I, I, from that I just remember basically reheating it to serve to order. Once it had already been braised, I gotcha. 
I gotcha. It's just a big, it's like a big honk of meat with a bone in the middle. Uh, well, there's going to be an Asabuco, you know, like master a, out there. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Will doesn't know shit about, about Asabuco. You yeah. know, and I'm, in my defense, it's been years, my man, years. So when since I worked at Ladama. Okay, I was. That's what I was just about to ask. Is like, when was it that you were um, making Asabuco? Yeah, that was Ladama. Man, I don't think I ever had Asabuco. That's how I learned to cook a steak on a skillet in the oven combo. Like I, most of my steak had been grilling. Learn how to kind of learn how to cook a fillet mm-hmm. on a skillet. Damn, you're making me hungry, bro. I had Zach's Sorry. for dinner. <laughs> no, that's not fucking. That ain't gonna compare to a damn Will Witten skillet steak. Man, I mean, I went I went balls out in one dinner tonight. I uh, I made kind of like a squash zucchini casserole thing. I mandolin mm-hmm. the squash and zucchini into thin coins, and then I salt them to get some juice out, and then I pat them down after they've bled the water, and I layer them in a casserole dish, and then I made a, like a Italian cream sauce, and then I put that in the middle, and then another layer of squash and zucchini, and then put the Italian cream sauce, and then Parmesan and mozzarella, and top it with breadcrumbs, and it's this awesome little... Creamy squash and zucchini casserole. Nice. That sounds pretty good. And I roasted a, a sriracha, a sweet sriracha pork tenderloin. Man, you've been throwing down, huh, buddy? Yeah, dude. Man, man, man. Well, that's the kind of shit you can get on um, uh, <laughs> Cooking with Will, exclusive to the Blue Harvest patron patreon yep. maybe that's what you should do for this episode is that fucking casserole and that fucking roasted uh, sriracha pork tenderloin i've been promising a veggie vegan one. yeah you need and to so do that i think my next episode is going to be vegetarian focused hell yeah that's i got a black eyed pea hummus recipe i've been waiting to bust out bussing out the black eyed pea hummus bussing it oh mm. man so I, I'm, I'm fucking vamping here because i'm trying to fucking send a file (laughs) from my phone to my computer so I can play it for you and it ain't working real well. Give me one second. Will sit in here. I paused it for a second to try to finish the, figure this out. And Will sit in here going, Hey, are we paused? I was like, yeah. And he goes, ask me another cooking question. All right. I got one. Um, have you ever made that dish where you fucking, like pack a bunch of salt around a whole ass fish and bake it. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, I know what you're talking about. I've never done that myself, but mm-hmm. I've wanted to. I've seen people do it. And uh, What's I, when I do it, I'm like, well, okay, the salt crusted fish, the salt around there, once you start baking it, it creates almost <clears throat> like a shell, like a uh, um kind of like a dome that prevents moisture from leaving right so it traps all the moisture and juice inside that dome once you make like you know the salt pile on the fish the salt dome whatever um so the what you get on the end point is super juicy and super tender on the inside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. much like I, I i don't know this but i assume it's the same basic concept a lot of um kind of batters will have cornstarch and cornstarch acts like a barrier between 
moisture. So like if you have cornstarch in your flour when you're frying things, mm-hmm. it will, again, it will create one, one of those barriers where it will help keep all the juice inside the chicken. And so when you bite into that chicken tender or that chicken nugget, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be super juicy on the inside because it hasn't been able to escape in the, in the frying process. Oh, okay. All right. So now let me see if this file will play because it's a weird extension. Oh, I think it will. Okay, buddy. So, all right. We'll do a quick recap of the last couple of weeks. We play uh, Fall Guys with Luke Cruiser from the Bad Motivators. He tells us a dick tattoo mm-hmm. story. I talk about it on the show. Then they fire a volley where they're like, oh, yeah, well, this is what Halls would be like if he had a hate YouTube channel. Okay, I guess we're in the darkest universe now, right? Um, a hate YouTube channel. What is that? You know, like the the dudes that are all like Brie Larson sucks and shit like that. We played the clip oh, last like a whole week. YouTube yeah. dedicated yeah, to, to just be, hating you. Okay, I get yeah, it now. I see. Yeah, like right. If I had a YouTube channel where I just hated, it was hateful son of a bitch. And I played oh, that, okay. and I was like, you know, what makes Eric Struthers think I would be anything like that? And then now, now Struthers doesn't even have Cruiser to lean on for this latest offense, right? Like, this is a 100% on his shoulders thing, right? So, he did something on this this week's episode that I I just, like, it's the, pl- he deep faked me, Will. He deep faked me. <gasps> no. Right? Like, to the, uh, you know how everybody talks about, like, the re-speecher that they use mm-hmm. on, um, on uh, Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett for Luke's voice and I guess some for Vader's voice and Kenobi, right? Like, mm-hmm. d- damn, Eric Struthers, are you listening? Are, are you working for ILM or Skywalker Sound or something? You're re-speeching my ass. I'm trying to make... Look, you got to hear the kind of doo-doo feces he tried to make me sound like this week, okay? Uh-oh. Can you Uh-oh. see my screen? I can. Okay. I'm going to try to play this file. Man, technical difficulties. This is something I should have figured out before. Oh, that's cool. It doesn't appear to be playing at all. (laughs) At all. Oh, I could hear it. Oh, you could hear it? I could hear it, yeah. Oh, you know why I couldn't hear it? Because I'm an idiot. Okay. All right, here we go. You ready? Yep. Hang on, for a second. Oh, my God. What is going on? Okay, okay. Boy. This would, you know... You know, maybe they're on to something. Maybe they're <laughs> on to something. Okay, here we go. Hey, Hollis, what's shaking? Hey, buddy. Dude, I think maybe uh, Cruiser no, and I nothing. pushed some buttons using you as an example. Now you can't hear it? Nope. You're f- if you can, that's fine, though. No, no, it's not. The whole point is to play it for you. I'm going to push pause. That's true. I need to. Boy, howdy, I figured it out. Okay, so now I would like to present to you how Eric Struthers did me dirty. And, I, like, I, he's going to be on a, a fucking list with the Department of Homeland Security for this kind of fucking deep faking. I'd say it's kind of his new thing. Right? You ready? Listen. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hollis, what's shaking? Hey, buddy. Dude, I think maybe uh, Cruiser and I pushed some buttons using you as an example of how somebody could make a hate video for something ahead of time. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Ah, crap, man. I was afraid of that. Uh, would you like me to say something about it on the next episode of The Motivators? 
Yeah, bro, I would. Well, you want me to be super serious about it or joke around about it so people don't get the wrong idea? Whichever, you know, whichever you prefer, I guess. I'll play it by air, man. I'll figure something out. Um, any chance you would want to come on the show? You know, Cruiser's not going to be in town this week. Fuck yeah, man. Let's check it out. Seriously? Oh, wait. You're, you're screwing with me, aren't you? Sheesh! You guys are <laughs> fucking stupid. Jeez, man. That's a little harsh. I mean, it's probably fair, but it's still a little harsh. I'm pretty good at Halo. <laughs> uh, Okay. That's sort of random, I guess. Oh, uh, what did Will think about Cruiser's dick tattoo thing? We kind of bitched about it a lot at the beginning. <laughs> to be honest with you, so did I, man. I didn't know what to make of that. But, uh, well, hey, do you, do you think maybe Will would want to come on the show? Probably not. Probably not. He he commands a healthy, healthy fee to show up. Well, he is one of the best rounds, so uh, I guess that's fair. I can't afford it, though. Oh, my goodness. Well, man, I got to bounce, so I guess there's really nothing left to say except this. Sweet man. Well, hey, I think Taylor Swift is awesome. Until the next time I talk to you, Haas, I am out of here. Pretty good at Halo. Okay, hold on now. All right. So I have to give props for the production value of that. That was really good. Yeah. And that, that was like, I think that's what bothers me the most. And, and like, once again, a moment of self-reflection. Cause I kind of feel like that's what it's like to talk to me on the phone. Like, I don't think I'm a jerk like that, you know, but I mean, that's a lot of your catchphrases. It's I mean, a to whole say lot of that's them. like talking to you on the phone. I was like, I don't know. That's, it's much more involved than that. That was very, you know, that was very superficial, right? All of those words were very. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I'm, I'm having to do some heavy self-reflection. Like the fact that that the sheesh has come a bit of a meme and like seemingly not like you know a great one. It's not like you know we're not in oh well like that or eat the booty like groceries territory. It's kind of like people are oh, gent- I like. People, it's it's people gently nudging me, being like, mm, "Maybe let that bit go a little bit." <laughs> fucking, you be leaning on that one, <laughs> Boy, buddy. If I find something that I'm enamored with, I lean on it, and I'm I have been and probably will continue to be a little enamored with sheesh. I'll be honest with you, just one hundred, keep one hundred with you, as the kids say, buddy. Yeah, I, I I. <laughs> What what this is what this is telling me is that uh, I, I'm starting to see how the motivators view me, right? Like I'm I'm like a fucking walking uh, catchphrase machine. I'm like one of those fucking action figures that has the the plastic ring in the back with the string you pull, and it's only got like four or five phrases that it says. You know, I'm Are pretty good like at Halo. A- you're like a drinking game where everyone has to take a shot when you oh, say sheesh. Bro. Let's not do that. I can't have that on my hands. Can't have that blood on my hands, you know? And like, yeah. um, the other thing is, like, okay, haha, fun and games. But, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily turn down podcast appearances on other people's podcasts. Like, I'm, I'm super busy lately. I've had a lot going on. But like, 
all it takes is being like, hey, man, and, and especially lately, enough head, heads up, and I'm there. I've been on the motivators. I've been on That's Metal. I babbled at Eric, Eric fucking Struthers for three hours about Tool. And to, and to paint me. It. Paint me like, you know, I ain't going to fucking, uh, oh, I just hit a fucking brain fart. Oh, like, I ain't going to go on there, hang out, you know? You know? Oh, man. You're having a good old time. Usually when you go on someone's podcast, it's a blast. Uh, hey, I'm not going to say that, right? I'm not going to say I've, got, I've gone on and provided 110% every time, but, you know. I try to go on, hang out, crack some jokes. There's only one fun. time I've been on a podcast and provided absolutely nothing, and that was in the one time we went to California. Well, yeah, you know what? Live and learn, then get loves or whatever. I don't know, man. I just at this point, I'm just like, what did I do to the motivators? One of them told me a fucked up dick tattoo story, and I made a meme about it, and now. They're breaking out the fucking big guns, fake fucking audio and shit. I don't know. Now you're a fucked up dick tattoo story. Yeah, now I'm the fucked up dick tattoo story. No, now I'm just the fucked up dick. How did this... Boy, howdy, they turned it around on me. And let me tell you, uh, Cruiser sent me a picture of the dude with the dick tattoo. Um, He didn't tell me that this dude is jacked as fuck and could rip my head from my shoulders. Like I was like, don't you dare tell him anything about what we were fucking talking about because I don't want that smoke. <laughs> Dude, anybody, any man that's uh, brave enough to tattoo his dick, I, I don't yeah. I don't doubt. I don't that know. He's yeah. a mean son of a bitch. You, you definitely, um, you definitely uh, have a point there, right? But damn. Damn, damn, damn. You man's man. You man's man. You're in the garage hanging sheetrock. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know how long it's going to be. I can't say when or where it's going to happen. Those motivators are going to get theirs. I'm bring the big guns. You wait until I cut some shit together in audio. Ain't going to sound as good. I'm not an audio wizard like Eric Struthers, but I'm going to cut something together. And it's going to get them on some kind of list. I'll tell you that. All right. These nuts together. Oh, so you know, Comic Con was last <laughs> week. <laughs> that was pretty good, Will. <laughs> you know what? That was good. I need to stop. I need to acknowledge that was pretty good. I need to move on. Um, because you really got me with that one. Um, Comic Con was last week, and you know, Marvel's fucking peacocking around, showing all their shit, and, and, and announcing, you know, two fucking. Avengers movies getting everybody hyped. 18 episode Daredevil series. 18 episodes. That's like more than double of a season of The Mandalorian. True. And it's all fucking cool. I'm all ex- excited and stuff. Star Wars? Mm. Star Wars? Mm. Star Wars? Mm. Not much. Not much a Comic Con. But <clears throat> one thing that did come out is that we have who I assume to be the lead officially cast in the acolyte the uh the upcoming disney plus show and that is amandla i hope i'm saying that right amandla stenberg um okay so um in very cool what's interesting about this this is um who they cast 
Um, what's interesting about this is I have like somewhat of a vague memory of this being a rumor, maybe a couple to a few months ago, right? Um, so yeah, they said on Twitter, next stop, a galaxy far, far away. I'm so excited to finally announce I'm joining Star Wars The Acolyte. Honored is an understatement. May the force be with you. So there you go, right? Um, yeah. It's cool to see some movement on the Acolyte because one, I'm really excited about that show. I'm excited about the era, the concept of whatever that, you know, like just, you know, not that we know what the concept is, but boy, the motivators really threw me for a loop. I'm off my game. Uh, let's be honest. There's more than that throwing me off my game right now, but you know, getting fucking stabbed they got in the you back. Poorly motivated. Yeah. <laughs> good one that that's good <laughs> um but yeah like i think uh i think it's cool to see some movement on that show because there hasn't been a ton and like you know there were some rumors about it maybe filming this summer and that seemed to have gotten moved back and then you know um skeleton crew got announced like when they talked about all of that stuff at Celebration, there wasn't much Acolyte news, which seemed a little weird, right? But clearly mm-hmm. things are moving along. We've got a, we've got somebody cast. Um, so things seem like they're good. And that was like one of the biggest fucking things out of Comic-Con for Star Wars, it seems. Um, another thing that was... Um, big, not like from a news standpoint was something that fucking Hot Toys announced. But you know, like, Hot Toys is, it's a weakness for me. Yep. Um, And they announced something so fucking crazy. I personally have my doubts on it actually ever being released because it's so crazy. And sometimes they'll, they'll show off stuff and you'll be like, fuck, that's cool. And it just never seems to get released. Like, they announced a Poe Dameron figure, I don't know, years ago. That never came out. That ain't ever come out. Well, at Comic-Con, they were showing off a Hot Toys scaled Din Djarin's N1 Starfighter from the Mandal- uh, from the Book of Bo- Boba Fett, technically, but you know it's going to be part of Mandalorian Season 3. Now, okay, so, you know, I've talked many times about how much I love and miss Star Wars vehicles because they don't really do them much anymore. And if they do, they're like, you know, a special HasLab thing. Um, And those are scaled for three and three quarter inch figures. Every now and then we've gotten, you know, uh, Black Series scaled vehicles. This is is scaled to fit a 12 inch figure, a hot toy. I just sent you the pictures of it from Comic-Con. Buddy, oh, damn. I want it so bad. But how that is cool. How fucking expensive is that gonna be? And okay, that's, that's the probably two thousand dollars. That's what I'm thinking. It's gotta be it's not hundreds of dollars. It's at least a thousand dollars, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. and uh it is so cool looking. The second question is, okay, let's say, you know, 
I pinch, I save. That thing actually gets released. I buy it. Where the fuck am I going to put that? I think I see the price on the tag. It's TBD. TBD, TBD. was the price. Okay. The price was I was going to say that's like 780 and then you was a TBD. That's exactly what that is. Um yeah. So I just think that thing is fucking cool. This is a little bit of a throwback. This is a little bit of Steve Cobra's favorite segment. Favorite segment. Um um if he saw these, he would not call them toys because these go beyond toys. These are like model replicas buddy i want it so bad like i said the the one thing that is like calming to me is the fact that that's probably never going to get released they they announced a ray speeder like her speeder bike from the force awakens Mm -hmm. years ago that's not been released um so they announced these things and then some okay so one of one so this is the thing sometimes it's not even an announcement like it's not like hey this is because i would consider an announcement they show this thing off and they say you know the price is be to be determined but you know the rough estimate of when this is going to come out is in a year or two right Mm -hmm. sometimes they do really crazy shit for cons like one time they did a hot toys scaled millennium falcon right Mm -hmm. they're never going to sell sell that that's ridiculous fucking ridiculous that's for someone's private collection who actually works at hot toys right right um so you know this could be that case where they just put together something really cool to show off on um for the slap a fake sticker on it being like oh we're gonna sell these totally not gonna sell these what if they do i mean they've they've done hot toys scaled the delorean you know they've done bigger vehicles and stuff not that yeah okay so let's go back to uh, the Acolyte. I forgot <clears throat> there was actually a uh, clip of uh, Amanda Stenberg talking about being in the show um, from Den of Geek TV. So this is what she had to say about this. Official casting announcement today, Amanda. And uh, I wanted to ask, you know, just how excited you are about that news. So excited. <laughs> Oh my god, I've been on the edge of my seat for months. I've been attached for a long time. Um, so my whole life is Star Wars. I wake up, I think about Star Wars, I watch Star Wars before I go to sleep, I read Star Wars, I listen to Star Wars podcasts, you know, it's, so it, it's, my life has transformed Ooh. to just be dedicated to this one universe, which is actually really fun and liberating. Um, so to finally be able to share it with people who love the universe so much, especially because they contribute so much to it, uh, is just, yeah, it's okay. And being at Comic Con when that happened has to be pretty. Uh, seren- huh? Being at Comic Con has to be pretty serendipitous when this was announced. Yeah. Well, the Star Wars folks found out I was coming to Comic Con. They said, "All right, we think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna unleash you upon the world." Yeah. So you know, I think that's cool. Very cool. I think that's that is very cool. cool. She she seems really cool. Um, Especially someone so excited about the yes, world, right? Like. Engine. That's always nice to hear. She said she's been reading books and listening to Star Wars podcasts. And buddy, it was so funny. Like peace and love to all you guys. Like I told like it's very funny. It's very cute. It's very enduring. But like every single Star Wars podcast Twitter that I f- follow almost was like, "Oh, I wonder if she's ever listened to our show." Yeah, I, right. I can guarantee you. Like I didn't like not for one second do I think we were on that list. Would it be cool? Absolutely. Yeah, no. yeah that'd be fucking cool. But 
She'd get like 20 minutes in and be like, dick tattoo? What? I thought this was a Star Wars podcast. I'm going to go Why listen the to the Why the fuck fucking... are they riding Kia D's nuts so hard? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go listen to the fucking uh, Bad Motivators meme on this motherfucker for a little bit. You know, my favorite part of Bad Motivators is when they crank up on old halls. <laughs> um, so... Uh, now we got some some stuff to talk about uh, related to video games, right? Star Wars video games. Um, the Vidya. <laughs> sure. Uh, we know um, that next year, sometime sort of earlier next year, we're getting the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Um, and then this week, we might have gotten a slight hint um, about when that could be because in, and like full disclosure before we talk about this kind of thing happens with other video games fairly often. And it's not always, uh, reliable. It's not always true. Right. But there was a mm -hmm. listing for star Wars Jedi survivor, um, on the PlayStation database. And it was listed for a March release of next year. Now, mm. I will say this, there, there is this thing with video games. Like, so if a, a video game is announced to be coming out without a release date, but we know a year, a lot of times when they show up in a database, it'll say December. So like, let's say, you know, a game was announced to be coming out next year, but no firm release date. If you go and look on the databases or even on like Amazon or GameStop's website, it'll say releasing December 31st, 2023. That's not his actual release date. That's just a placeholder. <clears throat> it is not as common to see like that, to see a March a release A month date. early in the year, yeah. Or, yeah, way earlier in the year. So, um, you know, that's kind of interesting. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. I, if, I do feel like it's a first quarter of the next year release. So... You know, we might have started to hear a little bit, you know. Um, and then, buddy, this one is a bummer. So, you know how last year they announced um, the uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake? Yeah. The rumor going around now is that... Um, that has been indefinitely delayed. That's that's the terminology that's been thrown around. Indefinitely de yeah. delayed, um, which sucks. I read some speculation that it might have been because, you know, the company that they had selected does does remasters basically, and I think because the project was like a reboot, like a rebuild from the basics, like mm -hmm. from the bottom up, they weren't gonna just take the old software and polish it so this is the so, thing and i don't know if that's what i don't know if that's the reason but i saw a lot of speculation that that was possibly the reason so one thing that uh like i think is really important to sort of get straight with this whole story is that i've seen some people be like oh disney lucasfilm they're fucking up again this is not a disney lucasfilm issue this is the mm -hmm. developers issue okay and i even said if you go back and listen to when they announced this i said look the only thing that makes me nervous is that this would be the first big project for Aspire Media. Aspire have done a lot of really cool remasters 
um, specifically in the Star Wars game realm, right? They've done a lot of cool Star Wars game remasters, but this wasn't just taking the Knights of the Old Republic games, polishing them up, you know, putting like a little shine on them. This was rebuilding that game from the ground up. This was a much bigger project than they um, have done before. And that made me a little mm -hmm. nervous. Now, that doesn't mean that they couldn't still knock it out of the park. That sort of thing happens all the time. Like, this could be that big release that put them on the map. Unfortunately, right. it does not sound um, that that is the case. Okay? So this comes from a guy by the name of Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier is incredibly accurate when it comes to this kind of behind-the-scenes stuff with um, video game development, right? Um, right. He, he has reported on, you know, he's the guy that got Kotaku in trouble because he reported that Fallout 4 was going to be based in Boston years before that game came out, right? Um, mm -hmm. He's written two bu books about behind the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on with developing some of these huge games. So I'm, I'm telling you this to sort of back up his credentials. Um, this isn't, you know, some fly-by-night weird rumor that's coming out of anywhere. This guy's reliable, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to read a couple of uh, excerpts from his article that I think are kind of interesting. Um, Knights of the Old Republic was to be one of the first modern Star Wars console games released outside of the electronic arts which had previously held the exclusive licensing rights. That deal expires in 2023, opening the door for new Star Wars game games from outside companies like Aspire, Ubisoft, etc. The game was announced last September and had been in de development for nearly three years at Aspire. That's interesting to me because all the rumors and reports when it first released, when it was first announced and we got just that CG trailer announcement for it, was that development had kind of just started. Um, so I think that's interesting that it, has, it had already been being worked on for nearly three years. Um, that seems like a long time to just shelve a project indefinitely. Well, it does seem like a long time, but in terms of triple a video game development it's not that long it's not that long especially building it from the ground up right like right um so listen to this on june 30th aspire finalized the demo of the game known as a vertical slice to show to production partners at lucasfilm and sony group the developers were excited about it and felt like they were on track according to a person familiar with the project so they were shocked by what happened next the following week, the company fired design director Brad Prince and art director Jason Miner. Neither responded to requests for comment, but Miner suggested on social media that his dismissal was unexpected. Aspire's studio heads told staff that the vertical slice wasn't where they wanted to be and the project would be paused, according to two people who were in the meeting. One person familiar with the discussion suggested that a disproportionate amount of time and money had gone into the demo and that the project's current course wasn't sustainable. Another point of contention may be the timeline. At the outset of de development, Aspire told staff and partners it would release the game by the end of 2022. 
according to two people familiar with production. Developers said a more realistic target now would be 2025. The fate of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remains unclear. In May, Embracer announced that Saber Interactive would also join the project. Some of some its Aspire believe that Saber, which has mainly been doing outsourcing work for the project, may take it over completely. Okay, this is weird to me, right? Like, they were initially, like when the project was first getting off the ground, they were thinking an end of 2022 release date. Um, that's kind of impossible given the EA deal. Like the earliest they could have released it would have been next year. So I think that's weird. Maybe that was, you know, one of those things where, you know, that's just Uh, sort of a... a An overly ambitious target. Yeah, or a rough estimate of the development timeline, right? Um, But I'll tell you another thing. So, okay. Uh, for people that don't know, I'll tell you what this is. You you hear him talking about a vertical slice in this article a lot. A vertical mm-hmm. slice is is very common in video game development. A vertical slice is where you take like like you and the team work really hard on this one section of the game that you can then you know show to your publishing partners like they talk about that you take to E three a lot of times when people are playing. Um, you know, a, a chunk of game, but well before it's released at E3, that's what they call a vertical slice. And what that is, is a chunk of the game that represents the vision of the game, right? That's going to mm-hmm. include, you know, mechanics, art direction, gameplay. It's not, uh, you know, it, it's supposed to be indicative of what the rest of the scope of the game is going to be, but sort of cut down into, the, like like the name says, just this slice of the game, right? Of the complete Mm game. Um, And another thing that's unfortunately not super uncommon is for a game to get to that, get to the vertical, quote unquote, vertical slice stage, and then get canceled or delayed or reworked. Um, I hope, like, look, I'm as bummed as everybody else has been about this news this week because that's my favorite Star Wars game of all time. I was really stoked to see it come back. You know, I just wanted it to be really good quality. And if they can't deliver on that, then it's probably for the best. As much as it sucks to say that, Mm -hmm. if, if it's not going to live up to expectations or, or even come close, then, you know, it's better than being disappointed. Like, yeah, because you know, Rockstar's Vice City and um, San Andreas remasters were uh, weren't received well, you know, Mm-mm. because I guess they weren't done very well. Okay, no, I mean, well, no, and so this is the thing. This was once again, this is not a Rockstar uh, Grand Theft Auto trilogy remaster, right? That right. was that was just taking the old game and sprucing it up a little. This was building it from the ground up, right? Right. This is a complete remake. It's a totally different ball game. Way more stuff can go wrong. Right. Right. And and that, you know, it's one of those things you obviously want to get right rather than just rush out. No, you're 100% right about that. You want to get this right, especially Knights of the Old Republic. The other thing is, is this like, it's not all bad. It's paused indefinitely. It's not canceled. 
Now, that's not good news, right? That is by no means mm-hmm. good news, but it could turn around. And hopefully, you know, it does because I want it to be good and I want it to be awesome. But, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, I, it was, I was talking to our buddy King Tom about this. Um, it's never a good thing when you hear about directors on video games getting fired mid-development. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was telling him, well, if it's early in development, then it's not as bad. It's not great, but it's not as bad because if it's early, then there's still plenty of time for someone else to come in and feel that fill that role and get things back on track. But three years in, I don't know. I don't know enough to say whether that's too early or too late to bring in new directors and stuff. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll see. Um, I guess we will. So um, I, I sort of teased it at the beginning. Instead of doing the Kia D song this week, we're going to be debuting a new Blue Harvest song. So last week, right... I was telling you about mm-hmm. how somebody sent me that lo-fi playlist and I really dug it. That's right. And yep. buddy, people started hitting me up. Friend of the podcast, Hannah hit me up and she was like, have you ever listened to Star Wars lo-fi? And I was like, no, I haven't. So she sent me a bunch and it was really good. Our buddy, Justin Rodriguez sent me a, a Zelda lo-fi. It was awesome. Right. Oh, and shit. I said on the show, what I want is a, a blue harvest a Kia D lo-fi song and our buddy Jess Smith came through with it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to listen to this with you. It's all I've been able to think about. So let's do this and then we'll hear from some of our other friends. Okay. 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 Before we get any further, you heard that, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Here we go. I hear that once a day every day from now on bro that's so good talk about making me smile oh my god i'm smiling like a big dumb idiot right now oh my god that, that was, was great. so good and it's all fucking bro he did you hear he put the fucking sheesh in there uh-huh <sighs> i forget the name of the artist but they're like pixelated things on adult swim usually rick and morty mm-hmm. you know it's like a, a super collage of different stuff like animated and kind of eight bit graphic 
I can imagine one of those for Blue Harvest with that song playing in the background. Oh my God, yeah. I'm going to have to post that on the social medias. I'm going to have to post that on the Blue Harvest social medias because that shit was cool. Okay. Yeah. So let's hear let's hear from King Tom. Let's hear what our buddy the King All Toms has to say this week. I know it's going to be something cool. Hey there, Hoss and Will. You know, originally I didn't have anything for this week, but uh, Twitter, it, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Not sure if you've been seen anything uh, this afternoon. It's Thursday. Um, there's a new novel about Obi-Wan, young Obi-Wan, that was out this week. Um, and in the novel, it turns out that Obi-Wan is bisexual, which, hey, great, I'm fine with. I think that's an int- interesting move for the character. But of course, there are some people who have issues with it. Um, most notably is someone who, uh, I only saw screenshots, so I'm guessing they deleted the tweet, said something like, um, you know, the, the Disney contract stipulated that Disney had to uh, 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 you know, uh, maintain any G-level established canon. Well, I guarantee you that the term G-level canon, or the word canon, did not appear in the, in the Disney Lucasfilm $4 billion business contract. But... That kind of got a question going in my head. If you were George and you were selling Disney for $4 billion and Bob Iger said to you, Hawes, Will, special guest, if there's a special guest, you can say one thing from the Star Wars story that will be set in stone until the end of time and we will not change from the original canon. It could be any level. It doesn't have to be G level. It could be Z level canon. I don't even remember the letters because it was a stupid system anyway. Because the only thing that counts were the movies and the novelizations. What would your one thing be? Oh, man. Um, mine, I, I would have um, Shira Bree being a rebel pilot who was really a spy for Darth Vader who turned into Lumia, Dark Lady of the Sith. Um, I want to know what yours are. Please don't say that Luke Skywalker fell in love with a spaceship. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast. I'll talk with you two later. Oh, man. That's a good question. And okay, so I would like to add one thing. Not only was that never a stipulation in the fucking Disney contract, some jackhole on Twitter has not seen the, the contract between fucking George Lucas and Disney. So the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here um i know okay so i've got two um one is you know look we got to keep the meme going the the idea that kiadi mundi was the only um um jedi jedi that was allowed to have kids and and multiple wives and stuff so they could keep the serene race going just because like like this show that we 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 358 episodes riding that wave <laughs> um yeah right but if you want me to be 100% honest with you and I love King Tom's answer I know his affection for that character and that storyline in um you know the old Marvel comics um so I love mm-hmm. that answer it's very King Tom um but uh, that that would be cool. Um, mine would be, I, and I beat this drum all the time. Tales of the Jedi, the Tales of the Jedi. Oh man, story. You took mine. Yeah, I love it. So I was going to say the story of Exarcoon. Yeah, if that is not. If that's not oh, still canon, I would 
the story of Exar Kun is epic. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just so epic good. And the cool thing about that is, like, you could keep that canon, and it doesn't mess with um, anything. Anything, right? I mean, it may mess yeah. with plans that they have for you know exploring that timeline in the future or something. But as of right now, it doesn't mess with anything. Um, so that would definitely be mine. <laughs> And peace and love, I'm not going to die on this cross, but I enjoyed it when Han shot first. Like, I, I was down with that. I didn't need it. Well, any that's of a little different. That's a little different. Rito entanglements. That's a little different. That's a little, that's something different completely. All right. All right. We don't need I, to go. If we're talking about A to Z level canon, whatever level that's on. Yeah, buddy, that's something different. That's something different completely. We don't need you going all people versus George Lucas here, man. We're talking I about. Not, hey, we're I, talking, I must say, I had we're talking about the no, good shit. We're talking about no intentions of taking it anywhere dirty like that because I don't mean it like that. We're taking. I liked it. We're taking. We're talking about sitting in eighth grade study hall reading the Jedi Academy trilogy with Kip Duron and not getting a single goddamn date because your Hall's Burkhart. That's the good mm. shit. The mwah, that's the kind of shit mm. King Tom's talking about. Nom, Reaching nom, into nom, that nom. bag and pulling it out and saying. Look at Kip Duron and the sound, the, the sun crusher, son. Yeah, it's a Death Star ripoff, but it's a ship. It's a ship. Yeah. Is there, there was a, an Ewok Jedi, right? Probably. There's probably been an Ewok Jedi at some point. I, I don't have, like, I'll be honest with you, like, you know, my Star Wars database in my head as my brain gets older and turns more into mush like there's certain things that have had to be expelled to make room for, i was about to say you know with the yeah with the way star wars lore has evolved there's a certain chunk of it that we had to file in the no longer relevant or not you mm -hmm. know, not nearly mm -hmm. as important as it once was um yeah yeah for sure for sure um Hmm. I was trying to think if there's a fight with Grievous, the fight with Grievous and the Jindy Tarikovsky Clone Wars. I would cool if they could make that canon. But, you know, when Grievous is fighting Kiati Mundi and all the rest of those Jedi. The very yeah. first time you see him. Yeah, honestly, I think any of the if there was a way to make any of that Tarikovsky stuff um, canon, I'd be fine with that because I really enjoy those those little shorts. But yeah. You know, there's not a lot of meat on those bones story line wise, right? There's moments. Mm -mm. Um, yeah. But, okay, let's hear from our buddy Jim. Let's hear what Jim has to say. I and mean, we haven't heard from Jim in a couple of weeks, it feels like. I was kind of wondering if he forgot about us. Good evening, Halls and Will. How the hell are you? Uh, I thought of a goofy question, um, but the, when I thought about the answers, it was just too fun. And uh, I want to run it by you. So if you guys had billions of dollars and decided, I'm going to get a vanity plate for every character in the Star Wars universe, you know, Vader, Luke, Leia, what vehicle would you assign to them? You know, so like with uh, Luke, I thought about it. Um, and I was like, should it, should it be an old gasser or maybe that, Whatever he drove, Camaro or Firebird, in that how, in that crazy movie he made, uh, Corvette Summer. That was a Corvette. Summer. Damn, I can't even remember Cor what it was called. <laughs> it's called but Corvette should Summer. Should it be that or it's should Corvette it, Summer? Well, what I came up with was it's called Corvette Summer. Basically, the Knight Rider 
black firebird with a green blinking light instead of red. Nice. And yeah, throw Luke on Luke license plate on that. But that's the example. And like Han Solo would be a badass truck from the fifties with a big engine that looked really slick. I don't know. What do you guys think? You don't need to know about cars to be able to take care of this. All right, guys. Uh, ignite the green. Oh, so who? All right. Um, Han and Chewie are driving the Falcon, which is a '80s era Bronco with like a nitrous tank in it. Yeah, like kind of. That's very similar to the vibe that Jim was talking about. I feel like. Okay, so mm-hmm. like Boba Fett. I think Boba Fett, I don't know, man. He just drives like a like a nice, reasonable, hybrid Toyota Corolla. <laughs> See, this is the no. thing. So something you guys got to know about your old pal Halls is I'm not necessarily a car guy. I can appreciate a nice car. I think nice cars are cool. But like ever since I was a kid, I was like, I'm never going to own a Lamborghini Countach. I don't care what I've got on my Trapper Keeper. There's never going to be one of those in my garage. I want a Corolla. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, what What would a Boba Fett drive? It's not fat. Like, I don't view Boba Fett's ship as fast, you know? Mm-hmm. It is definitely, it's kind of like a workhorse. It's kind of like a truck. Kind of uh, beefy. Got, got good muscles. I don't know if it's not a car that's fat. I'm thinking like a Viper, like a Dodge Viper is kind of like the Boba Fett thing in my mind, hmm. which would be a fast car. But yeah, I don't see that. No, no, I don't see. But Bo- it's not a station a Viper. wagon. And it, I mean, maybe an SUV. Is it a Range Rover? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, man. People know so much more about cars than me. You know, see Darth Vader. We're talking a black Lamborghini Diablo. You know, that would be Darth Vader. See, I think of Darth Vader driving like I don't know, like that black SWAT van that pulled out in front of my house that one time. Something big and I don't. Yeah. See, I'm not good at this sort of thing, man. I don't host fucking Top Gear. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't look through the Hot Wheels of the different characters in there. Oh, I do. But it, in their cars as, and as stuff. soon as I see that they don't have any Star Wars ones, I'm like, all right, move along, move along. <laughs> um, Leia would drive like a 1920s Rolls Royce or, you know, something like super classy. old and fancy, classy, classy, something right? classy, like the leather interior, like classy, comfortable, like not a fast mm-hmm. car but a comfortable car, like mm-hmm. a nice, comfortable car, like a Toyota Corolla. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Fiat 500, Fiat, Fiat 500. 500. Like, That's what C-3PO's driving I mean, like, with like R2 in the back. Kiati Mundy, clearly he's going to have to drive something with a like a sunroof. Cause you ain't fit a double-decker bus. <laughs> you ain't fitting that dome in a, in a regular sedan. You know? He's got a double-decker bus with the top layer removed, and it's like a shagging wagon, like all on the inside of his double-decker bus. All the windows are blacked out. Nice. Nice. Jar Jar Binks is driving a Studebaker. Okay. Which is like the car that Fozzie Brown was driving in the Muppet movie. Fozzie Bear? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. Um, waka waka. Waka waka. Hmm. I don't know. I have to think. I don't know cars well enough. I just know the Lamborghini Countach because that's what everybody... Um, that's my dream car from the 80s. That's the one that was on the poster in my room. Gold wing doors. Or were they going, or did they just rotate up in the front? Now that I can't remember, I can't remember. I just remember everybody had that fucking folder in the '80s and early '90s mm-hmm. with the Lamborghini Countach. Would be sitting next to a kid in class. He'd be like, "I'm gonna have one of these one day," and I'll be like, "All right, kid. Okay, <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah. Welcome to fucking Kia Vanville." <clears throat> um, Obi Wan Kenobi's driving like an old Aston Martin. DB9. Okay. Okay. A Jaguar. I don't know. I don't know cars. You know Hoogs what I know? And like a I know. Barracuda. You know what I know? You know what I know? You know what I know, Will? Will? I don't know cars. What I know computers. Know? I know TVs. I know video game consoles. I know gadgets, gizmos and gadgets. Right? You want to ask me what mm-hmm. kind of TV? Uh, Han Solo would have <laughs> an LG OLED, a Nintendo Switch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> big time Nintendo Switch, massive library, physical. She doesn't do digital, physical. She yep. likes the feel of the little carts. And then every now mm-hmm. and then, when nobody's watching, she likes to like take one of those carts and lick the label a little bit so she can, because you know that used to be a thing when the Switch first came out. The labels on those games have like a a coating on them that make them um, un appetizing to uh, put in your mouth because they're so small they didn't want kids swallow them so like there was a thing oh, of like li- yeah it's gross it's real gross I've done like it liquid it's, sulfur or something yeah it's gross it's real foul alright let's hear from our buddy Josh mm. hello there Huz and Will no it's not Obi-Wan Kenobi calling in it's me Josh Wright um, I hope you enjoyed my Obi-Wan impression however um <clears throat> I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, series. Um, I wasn't so sure at first about the plot. It seemed like a classic kind of kidnapping and rescue kind of plot. Uh, But I thought the direction and the uh, the, uh, excellent acting and the visuals and um, especially the little little, uh, twists and turns in Reva's character... Um, I thought really elevated the material, um, and made it a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. So my question this week, however, um, is related to Obi-Wan Kenobi, but also to, um, book of Boba Fett. Uh, one thing those two series have had in common, um, is that they've had a bass player, um, appear in them. We had Thundercat in, um, in book of Boba Fett. Uh, we had Flea make an appearance in oh, that's um, true. in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So um, I just wanted to ask you guys, who do you think will be the next bass player that we see in a uh, Disney Plus Star Wars series? Who are we going to see in Andor, for instance? Um, and also, who would you like to see? You know, would you like to see, I don't know. Bootsy Collins, Jason Newstead. Oh, buddy, you um, took one whoever of mine. the new bass player in Slipknot is. Some who the fuck? No, Italian no. guy. I forget his name. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so what do you guys think? Um, 
who's going to show up next and who would you like to see? Uh, thank you guys again for the great podcast. I really enjoyed it. It's one of the highlights of my week. Thank you for keeping it clean and may the force be with you. Um, okay. So, Oh, all right. So, okay, Josh took one of my answers. My answer is Jason Newstead, the former bass player for Metallica. And that's just because I think that dude is so fucking unintentionally funny. He's one of my favorite members of Metallica, hands down. And part of that is because, like I said, he's unintentionally funny. Like, <clears throat> you know, I'm a Metallica guy. I like Metallica. But even in you know, like my teenage years of liking Metallica when, you know, everything seems cool. I always thought it was a little goofy that whenever you saw live footage of Jason Newstead playing with Metallica, he was wearing a Metallica shirt. Like he was that guy. Meaning like, you know, you always hear, don't be that guy. Don't wear the shirt of the band you're going to see when you go to see him. For the record, your buddy Hall's always that guy. I don't give a fuck. I was about to say, you know, my wife loves widespread panic, and you would be surprised at all the widespread panic T-shirts at a widespread panic concert. Well, it seems to be with like one of the few that that uh, are that break the rule. Also, there's a lot of Grateful Dead stuff too, though. So I guess that's maybe jam bands are different. Yeah. Well, so listen, like I'll be straight up with you. I have special Tool Show shirts. Like, I know exactly if I'm going to see Tool what shirts I'm wearing. And that is my exclusive Tool Army shirt, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I like to, you know, wear that. And then you see somebody else wearing a Tool Army shirt. And then you, like, you do the nod, like, yep, they got me for that 50 bucks the again. Spider Man point. Yep, yep, they yeah. got me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. I paid for it nine months ago and it finally showed up, <laughs> type of deal. Um, but yeah, so Jason knew, like, I would think it was so fucking funny to see Jason Newstead in a Star Wars. Like, I would have the exact opposite reaction where, like, Flea kind of took me out of it. And I would just be so delighted to see Jason Newstead. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, um, that was definitely a time. That would That would definitely be a good time, rather. Um, man, I am having some brain issues tonight, my dude. Struggling a little bit. It's getting late. It's not even, yeah, buddy, this ain't that late for me on my new schedule. You know, I rock the Casbah with this new schedule. I rock the Casbah with this new schedule. I like it. Um, Mm. obviously, I gotta say Justin Chancellor from Tool. It's my favorite band, so seeing him in, in a Star Wars would be really cool. I think it would be more likely to see adam jones the um, guitar player for tool uh in Mm -hmm. there and um because he's a huge nerd and he likes star wars he really likes star wars um one of the most endearing things i ever heard him talk about was on he was on a podcast when uh the new album was about to come out and they were talking about all the nerdy shit he's into and he was like you know what i like i like the new star wars some people don't like them but i don't know i think they're fucking cool and I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, man crush established, new favorite member of the band, <laughs> leveled up. Ding, ding. Um, <laughs> but it would be funny to see Justin Chancellor because he looks 
a lot like our buddy Steve. A lot mm-hmm. like our buddy Steve. So um, that would be real funny to me. Um, what about you, Will? What are some bass players you'd like to see in there? Uh, old Paul McCartney. Yeah, that would be. I knew that would be a big one for you. You could put Paul McCartney. He could be just uh, like a vendor on the side of the road, fortune teller or something, throwaway. Bass players. Uh, I don't much slap at the bass. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, the only, I mean, other bass players that stick out in my mind. I mean, Roger Waters, but no, thank you. Mm. Look, look. I don't know. I'm relying on your expertise here. Will and I talk about this a lot as fans of, big fans of Pink Floyd. Like, I can't take away anything uh, from Roger Waters. He's written some amazing, some of my favorite shit with one of my favorite bands. But like, I don't know, man. Like, something about him. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't think I like Roger Waters. I think he's a genius. Mm -hmm. I think he writes incredible music. We agree on a lot of stuff, like, you know, politically and morally. But something about him, man, just... You can kind of see. He just kind of seems like a douche. Yeah, you can kind of see why the rest of the band was like, hey, we're going to go still be Pink Floyd. You do whatever you want, Roger. And uh, we're going to go talking about learning to fly and shit. You know what I mean? What do you Mm -hmm. want from me? Um, uh, But yeah, so I don't know. Other bass players. Um, Hmm. Other bass players. Other bass players. That's like a Steve's gonna be screaming when he he listens to this. Oh yeah, he's gonna oh, be yeah. screaming at the iPhone. Um, my buddy Hawes, my buddy Hawes slap at a bass and hey, that's a bass a player. Lady Gaga tribute band. That's a ba- That's a bass player I'd love to see in Star Wars. Personally, me, me, right. baby, yeah. me, baby, baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if you asked a fucking fourteen-year-old Halls, a fourteen to like a twenty-four-year-old Halls, he'd be like, "I would like to see Fieldy, the bass player from Corn, the <laughs> clickety clackety bass player from Corn. I would like to see him in Star Wars. That would be cool." I had a dog named Fieldy, you guys, <clears throat> and everybody probably assumed it was a baseball name. New and and people. Well, the reason they didn't assume was because I made sure they knew. <laughs> hey. Um, he's the field. He's the bass player from Corn, yeah. as you can see from my T-shirt. I love as the you band can see Corn with from a K. my T-shirt and uh, my uh, buddy. My room in high school was wallpapered with Corn posters, and like we can move on. We can move on. Let me think of some other bass players that 14 year old halls would put in there. Paul gray, the original bass player for slipknot. I'm sharing too much. I'm going to go in and cut that thing out about me. Yeah. Probably going to go and cut that out. And that seems like an opening for the motivators. Like I'm second guessing every <laughs> goddamn thing. As, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're giving yeah, I'm, them ammunition. I'm, I'm second guessing every goddamn thing I say because of those dudes. Like I'm, I'm, I feel like Eric Struthers is just around the corner, ready to whip up another deep fake on my ass, man. Well, he is. That's cause he is. Mm. Let's hear from Sam. 
Howdy, Halls and Will. Comic-Con week is always great for news and updates on things. Are you guys getting excited about any announced Marvel projects coming down the pipeline in the next few years? Also, they revealed a lot of Star Wars merch this week. Were there any reveals that sparked your interest? Along those lines, what do you think of the plastic-free packaging discussion that's been going around this week? Congrats on the official reveal of the Kiadi Mundi pipeline figure. Are there any other Black Series figures you'd like to see made? I'm sure I sure would love to have a frog lady made at some point. Anyway, keep on rocking and I can't wait until the virtual Blue Harvest charity golf tournament. Oh man, Sam got on that Oh No It's Hall solo quick. He just fucking he just plugged the the Patreon in a real slick way. I see what you're doing, Sam. I see. I smell what you're stepping in, my dude. <clears throat> um Look, I'm very excited about the Kia D. Mundi Black Series figure, and as soon as it's up for pre-order, I'm pre-ordering up a bunch, and we're doing giveaways, all right? So you guys just need to be prepared for whatever hoops I'm going to ask you guys to jump through to maybe win a Kia D. Mundi Black Series. We are going to celebrate, right? We're going to celebrate the release of a Kia D. Mundi Black Series figure. Other than that, nothing really. I'm trying to stay out of the Black Series game just mandalorians that's not really staying out of the game but i'm trying to cut back that's limiting yourself it's, i'm limiting, limiting myself. The game. yeah you know focused focused focusing on the game um yeah yeah definitely definitely really excited about that now the plastic free packaging look ultimately i think it's a great move like right buddy I'm someone who thinks that we need to like do something serious to fucking course correct what we're doing to this planet. All right. The roasting planet. I know there's going to be people that probably hear this and they're like, Oh God, roll my eyes. Well, here they go. Mm -hmm. You know, like I got a lot of real fucking interesting uh, comments when we talked about old, uh, stink face Gina Carano when she was up to her fucking dickhead shenanigans on social media. So I'm sure there's mm-hmm. definitely people that don't want to hear this, but my personal belief is that anything we can do to help, we should. Um, right. So if taking the plastic out of my Black Series figures and just putting them in a cardboard box, if that helps, I don't even know that it does. But if it does, let's do it. Whatever it takes, right? It's right. It's real fucking hot out this year, man. Like in a different level, all right? I'm just going to be honest with you. I'd be sitting outside and I'd be baking. <laughs> baking, bro. <laughs> and nobody's doing anything. No, no, we're just fucking hotter. We're just fucking chilling. And then the one dude who for a couple of years there, I was like, I don't know, I kind of like this dude. Electric cars, right? Fucking Tesla, Elon Musk. Right. Oh my goodness. That to let's put the skirt on this the skirt let's put the brakes on um filling his employees like a dozen of cream filled donuts oh (laughs) bro what an analogy (laughs) um so yeah i think if it helps then ultimately i'm cool with it that being said you know as someone who is primarily an in-package you know displayer I do think it doesn't look as cool to be able to see the actual figure. That's it. Fine. Also, is a layer of protection, you know. Well, yeah. I guess if it's all well, and this boxing. is the thing, like you know, I was definitely that dude when I was a hardcore Black Series collector that would go 
and would take, you know, three of the same figures off the shelf and look for the one that had the best paint job. And that's the one that was coming home with me. That kind of eliminates that, you know? It does. That's okay, too. Like, all right, whatever it takes. Well, Um, I'm, I guess I, uh, I haven't seen this yet in the, in the, in the, the $20, $30 toy range, but there is plastic free packaging and the toys are just exposed. Like they're like naked. You know what I mean? Like you could touch the toys in the box. Right. Right. There's nothing protecting the toy from the exterior, which is fine with me, but you can tell that those are like a step down in quality. You know what I mean? Well, so the black series are fully encased. You can't see the figure at all. So just imagine like a, a regular black series box like it is now take the plastic window out of the front you know, fully with cardboard and artwork on the front of the figure. <clears throat> Honestly, mm-hmm. I saw some of the box designs and I do think they look kind of slick. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I also kind of like to see the figure. That just means I'm going to have to buy two Kia D's for myself. One to open and <laughs> one to display <laughs> and in then, the box. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, so... You know, that's for sure. That's for sure a thing. Uh, And as far as the Marvel stuff, I'm kind of excited for it all. Um, You know, I think the idea of, you know, the two new Avengers movies sound fascinating. I'll get more excited when we're closer because they're a couple years off. And I'll get really excited when we find out whatever the fuck they're going to do with the X-Men, right? That's what I'm really waiting on at this point. I've gotten a really kick-ass... Yeah. I've gotten a really kick-ass version of Spider-Man in the MCU. You know, I think most of the MCU stuff is really solid. There's definitely been some, you know, stumbles along the way. Um, the X-Men is going gonna, is gonna to be what gets me really excited. Really, really excited. I'm excited for Fantastic Four and the Avengers and, the you know, the, the rest of the movies coming out. Blade. I'm excited for the Daredevil series. That's going to be 18 episodes long. Goddamn. <laughs> um, Man. But I'm at the point now where I get excited for MCU stuff closer to it coming out now. Whereas like the very concept of Mandalorian season three gets me giddy and we're like five to six months away, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. that's just kind of where I am with Marvel right now. And I'm way behind, way behind, more behind than I've ever been. Haven't seen uh, Doctor Strange, Thor or Miss Marvel yet. And I want to see all of those. I want to see all this so bad. All right, buddy. That does it for this week. Um, thanks. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it. We're, we're good. We just wrapped it up. It's sad. I always wish there was more with you. You're the only one. You're the only one. No, I'm not. Clearly. Um, so listen, guys. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Helps other people hide uh, find us. Maybe then the next person that gets cast in a, a Star Wars show will listen to our show for one episode and then decide that we're not their thing. You know, we got a we got a large listener base, passionate. Uh, we're also pretty niche. I understand why some people give it a try and don't stick. You know, you know. I'm just glad you gave us a try. We've been having a fake war with another Star Wars podcast for damn near a month at this point. You know. Yeah, right. Anything to keep myself amused. Hmm. Um, So yeah, give us a review. Uh, Check out Stone Cobra. If you like the song, this starts our show, our theme song, you should check out Stone Cobra. They provided that music. They were really nice. They they provided that. You can listen to them 
to them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Check out me and our buddy Steve on the High Potion Podcast if you want to hear us talk about video games. And until next week, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hall's Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. We're about to go stomp some kids in Fortnite. Pew! Victory Royale. May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>